yeah, I'm producing all the leads by myself, Fares is doing nothing, and Fares goes, you fucker, I'm working on the newsletter, I'm gonna punch you in the face, then you as a leader should be saying, hey, this is not how it will work. You both are supposed to tell me how you're gonna increase the cash. So the meeting is over, get your shit together, and come back tomorrow. Sales and marketing are like water and food. You're gonna survive without one another for long enough, and definitely you're not gonna be strong enough. Today, I'm very happy to have two amazing guests. And before I'm gonna introduce them, I wanna ask Faris, why sales and marketing teams mistrust each other? Why do they keep fighting against each other, although they should be aiming for the same goal? Well, thanks a lot for inviting us, uh, first of all. Uh, this is a phrase that I've been hearing throughout the years, like, since I've been in sales, that marketing and sales, they do mistrust each other. And uh, I've been going through that path uh, as well. And what I figure out, as the saying goes, uh, sales is bringing money and marketing are spending the money. <laughs> Therefore, this is, this is how, let's say, uh, I can speak, let's say, from the side of a, of a salesperson, how we observe this that we are bringing the money and you guys like or the marketing guys are going and splashing that money and we never understand you know why you have splashed the money so that's why i think there is this kind of let's say a big trust uh, big mistrust in the in the companies which is totally false this leads me to the next question can actually a company survive only in sales or survive only in marketing Actually, there is scientific evidence that only sales is needed. <laughs> marketing. I have, I have an opposite scientific finding that is. That okay, let's compare studies. <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, both are needed. Like, what you typically see is that sales is good to jumpstart a business in the very, very early stage, not only to land first customers and maybe provide cash for bootstrapping and uh, prove product market fit, but also to collect intelligence from the market that is then used to build up marketing. And sales can go on forever alone, but at some point it becomes very ineffective because getting cold leads is costly. And by the time you address the whole market uh, through sales, maybe the opportunity is closed because somebody used marketing to uh, push you out of the market. Marketing takes longer, uh, in our view, to grow up and be effective. But once you have it, once you have a brand, everything becomes easier. So they need each other. It's all about, I mean, uh, like expectations within the, the companies. Because, for example, let's say, if, if I can call it, let's say, sales is more pragmatic. I mean, I hit the phone, I, I, get, I get myself a list of 50 leads, I hit the phone, I can win one deal at least, mm -hmm. right? So I can bring the deal within, I don't know, two months, three months' time. Where marketing, I mean, it's all about testing the water. And uh, it's all about, you know, tweaking the messaging. And this is something you can't do, you know, on the first go. It's like it, it takes a lot of efforts in terms of, let's say, investment, researching, and what everyone is lacking in the company: a proper constructive feedback mm -hmm. from the sales department. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what kind of feedback does the sales need from marketing? Well, they need a clear focus, uh, I would say. So, if marketing knows who the target audience is. And that should translate into a buyer persona. We're going after COOs of companies with 50 to 100 employees that work in machinery in German-speaking countries. That's a nice buyer persona, and sales can uh, work with that. Yeah. And also adding to the buyer persona is always nice like to have like what this type of people they need. What is their day-to-day -day job? 
what they're interested in. And based on this, the feedback can be, you know, be much, much better, like, let's say, given to the marketing, and then the marketing can better communicate with the market itself. Yeah, All right. So today we're going to dive deep into taking it step by step. How can we align both of these teams to work together and help the company to achieve its goal, which basically most of the companies just growth. Like this is right now, especially for startups, this is usually the main focus for startups. So I'd like to start like with just introducing um, uh, Alex Swyman and Faris Miyahora. Uh, they are, personally, they are two of the best sales people I know, both from professional point of view and from personal point of view. They joined multiple startups, uh, well-known startups. They joined them before they, uh, they were well-known and they help them grow into international markets. And right now we are helping many startups through Sales Hero, Sales Coaching, and also Sales Hero podcast. So what is Sales Hero? Sales Hero is by its definition a sales training company and we help early stage startups that want to sell B2B get revenue results. And uh, we do such a training that we guarantee those results. We built ourselves uh, throughout our experience. We built uh, such methodology that is really effective, and it is applicable both uh, for the people like on the professional and also real life uh, examples. So it's a very, very much of a training uh, that is effective. It's not based on theory, but on let's say practice, practice that, or let's say difficulties that we went through throughout our careers. Yeah, and you have been recording Sales Hero podcast for almost a year now? Yeah, almost a year. It will be in October. We did uh, 40 episodes wow. and we are now at what, close to 3,000 listens. Yeah. It's a niche uh, podcast and it's the only dedicated podcast for sales topics and expertise in the Czech Republic. Let's jump right in. So I'm, I'm a CEO of the company or uh, I am uh, the Chief Revenue Officer. And we need to grow, we need sales, we need marketing, but these two teams, unfortunately, most of the times are, are not working together. What would be your first step to improve this relationship to help the business? In most of the uh, cases, there is a lot of internal politics because, you know, startup, it's a, such, a, such a beautiful thing. I mean, it starts from a garage and grows into a, you know, a little nice office and then goes into a little nice building, <laughs> you know, and that kind of a nice culture disappears. And then you have, you know, kind of like two waves within the companies and there being like, it's all about politics. Yeah. So first thing, what I can do as a, let's say, external person that comes in, try to figure out who are the people that does the politics inside. And like, if I can be blunt, like I will get rid of them. Or if they are, let's say, a super, Great people, but they are, let's say, on the wrong positions. I will try to find them some different positions and talk with them openly by saying, like, hey, let's stop this politics because this leads to nowhere. So do you think it's just this is the main solution, like just finding the bad apples and just, okay, throw them away, or even it's just setting the right culture in the team? Exactly. So you mentioned, like, the, the right culture. So this is, this is, let's say, a solution to that. And, uh, I mean, this is not the only solution. It's a point to start with. Like, you can start with it. Yeah, because anyway, when you're entering into a new company, even if you have the best idea, the best strategies that you would love to implement, thanks to these politics that are going internally from, let's say, employees that have been there for a while, I mean, you're not going to be able to implement your know-how. Therefore, you'll be set from the beginning to fail. If you are still a young company and we're growing, how can we stop that actually from happening? 
I mean, the first question that I'm always asking myself, like, why this politics ever, ever, ever started, you know, within the companies. At the end of the day, right, we are all fighting for the same goal. But the problem is, to, no one defines what is the goal. Yeah. So I'm finding, uh, let's say, a problem uh, in the uh, startup community where people are not able to articulate what is their goal. I mean, goal is not, let's say, I mean, yes, it is a kind of a goal, but let's grow the company, let's win 100 clients in three months' time, for instance. Yeah, that's a nice, you know, like a short-term goal. But goal is mixed with one thing, that is the vision and the mission of the company. And this is what I'm finding the difficulty, let's say, all the companies that they are not communicating to the employees. Like, why you're here? What is our vision and what is our mission? What is the mission of our products or services? And uh, because there are not, let's say, a regular meeting from the top management, from the co-founders, regular meetings in terms of, let's say, all hands meetings, for instance, to communicate, to praise people. So people start, you know, uh, they're, they're starting to, to find, let's say, ways and things like what's not working, what's work, what is working, who is with who, and they start, you know, bubbling this. And this is, let's say, like a snowball. It starts mm -hmm. small and it goes, it goes. We managed to limit the uh, politics in the company. What would be your next step? The next step is, if you get the wrong people off the bus, is to unite them uh, towards one common objective. So I would not even talk about revenue and sales and all of that fuzzy stuff. For a startup, it's cash in the mm -hmm. bank account. Mm -hmm. And especially if uh, the investment or cash runway is uh, you know, just uh, 12 months or something like that, you better be getting cash into the bank account. And everyone, sales and marketing, should be unified to that goal. Now, there's a vision and a long-term objective, which might be, you know, okay, we're building something where we predict there will be a huge demand in the future, and there's a big potential. And before that, what's the next step? We need to get first paying customers. You know, that's a typical uh, mission there. So everything that's done uh, between sales and marketing should be focused on that target, and the language should be very clear. Like you know, get rid of the douchebags and then cut the bullshit. Mm -hmm. The fact is that you said, yes, everyone knows you're in a business, you need to make money. But then for each department and even for each person, you have your specific goal. So yeah, you're marketing, bring me leads. So as a marketing department, my goal is to bring leads. I don't care what these leads are going to do after, afterwards. I have a goal. My manager says, maybe bring me bring yes. me leads. And the sales say, bring close, close deals. So... How would you align these two goals, which right now can seem that they are separate? So both sales and marketing need to have the same goal. So what does it, uh, you know, what is the effect of having leads if it doesn't impact the revenue? What's the impact of, I don't know, bringing in revenue but not being able to fulfill? So it should be really a common objective because marketing and sales ideally support each other and they understand that uh, also their limitations and opportunities. Marketing will bring you ideally a brand. Marketing needs a lot of resources, but when you have it, the return on investment is amazing. Vice versa, sales cannot do that, but sales can bridge the gap until that uh, happens. Let's say you want to run a newsletter to existing database of leads before you prepare the copy for the newsletter, before you implement the software if you don't have one, before you test it all, that can easily take a couple of weeks. Sales can walk out of the meeting and do phone calls immediately mm -hmm. and get valuable uh, information. And that doesn't mean that you know sales can say, ah, marketing, you're not doing anything for four weeks. Look at me, I'm bringing in the leads. You do. <laughs> you do, yes. 
but it's to win time for the effects of the newsletter to kick in. So yeah. there needs to be understanding and a common target. Same thing, marketing after six weeks or three weeks has a functioning newsletter and suddenly they're inbound leads. Ha ha, sales. Without us, you know, you wouldn't be capable to close anything. These people that come in, they are coming in so hot, you are just, you know, picking up the phone and they already want to buy. That's also a huge uh, misconception and overestimation of own uh, capabilities. So there needs to be one number both work on. And leads, opportunities, these operational metrics, they're good to discuss tactics and what tools to use. But the measurement of are you successful or not is did money land in the bank account? And I'm talking to you and to you, the sales guy and the marketing person. So you suggest that for marketing, for example, that you specify as, as a leader of the marketing team, hey, our goal is to bring X amount of money at the end of this of this month. This is our goal. Our goal is not to bring it. Our yeah. goal is to bring okay. money. Okay. And this, is, this, is how, this is how I'm going to evaluate your work. How much money did you bring? Yeah, it's that uh, old thing. Uh, Award-winning author or best-selling author okay. applied to marketing. There's a lot of uh, articles uh, over the past two years about Burger King. How brilliant, complicated campaigns they do with geotagging and I don't know what. But who's selling more? Who's outselling Burger King? McDonald's, because they do best-selling campaigns, mm -hmm. not award-winning campaigns. And I think that's the difference. So what you're saying there, oh, thank you, marketing. Uh, everyone knows about us, but there's not one single buyer persona there. And then what you have, we're generating 500 leads every month. Sales is not doing the job. Well, it's all interns. Yeah, but this is how you're ending up in uh, fighting. this fighting and blaming culture, yeah. right? And then there is no end. I mean, I've been in, in a company. Remember that? I remember that when I entered for, for the first time, uh, they were having expectations for me to build uh, the business development team for it. And uh, I was entering the QBRs, the quarterly business reviews. And when I was just observing as a guest, because I just started, and I'm seeing the marketing guys coming, we brought 5,000 new new leads. And out of these 5,000 new new leads, and they were like specifying new new leads, <laughs> they haven't touched, the sales department haven't touched just one, uh, one single lead. And I asked myself, like, why is that? And then I just raised the hand, like, sorry guys, just for interruption, but... Could someone from the sales just get up and say, why you haven't touched a single new, new lead? <laughs> because I didn't know what's the difference between new and new lead. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> and the sales, one of the sales leaders got up and said, like, hey, but those leads are shitty leads. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is the blaming culture in the, the company. These were like shitty leads. Already I said, like, okay, why do you consider them as a shitty lead? Uh, because, you know, my guys, they gave to several of them, let's say, a call. And uh, even though marketing is claiming they, they know about our company, about our offering, actually, they said, like, I've never heard about you guys. Hmm. And then I said, like, okay, marketing, do you have anything to say about this? Oh, it's not true. I mean, these are, you know, high-quality leads. We spent, I don't know how many dollars per lead, which were, like, bloody expensive, to be honest. Mm. And I said, like, all right, this is an interesting thing. And then I asked the sales guy, hey, when was the last time you went to this gentleman and said, hey, the leads that you're providing to, to my team are not relevant because of what? Uh, never. Okay, welcome home. <laughs> so, you know, thought experiment there, I, I absolutely agree. Thought experiment. You're the CEO. 
Faris is marketing, I'm sales. Mm -hmm. And we're coming to the weekly meeting, you know, and you hired us because of our credentials. And your job as a leader is a very simple thing. You need to hold us accountable and you need to say, so guys, you know, two weeks are, you were two weeks in, both of you, uh, money in the bank account is this, it didn't increase, talk to me. And if we go, yeah, I'm producing uh, uh, all the leads by myself, Faris is doing nothing, and Faris goes, you fucker, I'm working on the newsletter, uh, uh, I'm gonna punch you in the face, then you as a leader should be saying, hey, this is not how it will work. You both are supposed to tell me how you're gonna increase the cash. So the meeting is over, get your shit together, and come back tomorrow. And I don't wanna hear this quarreling anymore because you're both being douchebags. Uh, pardon my language, but yeah, I mean, you know, I wanted to apologize space. also to audience. I mean, for our friendship, pardon oh. our friendship, but we got too excited, and because yeah. this is this is a very uh, a topic that is you know uh, burning everyone, yeah. you know? And uh, I mean, me and Alex, we've been through such journeys several times. It was it wasn't just once. Yeah, that's why I mean, we apologize again, but we are pretty much professionals. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, like I like I like this thought example because it moves it moves us forward. The idea of okay. You are marketing, and that's what you're doing, and that's that's all what you care about. And you're sales. You're sitting in different places. You have your your different goals, but this is actually one of the solution. Is actually bringing these two teams together. Every company that I've been working, sales was let's say on the first floor. Marketing were on the first floor, but in a totally different part of the building. Mm -hmm. In order, I mean, need to go to the marketing, I need to be prepared to run a marathon. <laughs> it was like too far. And uh, this is like a bad thing. And uh, I remember like back in the days, Alex, maybe you will remember too, it was around like early, early days at Social Bakers uh, when we moved to the villas. And uh, they were having these kind of cubics there, like in the room. And it was, uh, what was the name of this holiday uh, of the death? Do Halloween. 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 Sorry. Halloween. Exactly. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Halloween, uh, it was a day of the Halloween, 31st of October. And, you know, I was searching for one of the team members like that I was managing and, you know, just going through these cubics like, hey, have you seen this one? <laughs> and I got so angry. I just went home. I brought all the tools and I said, like, I'm removing these body cubics from here. <laughs> and this is exactly, you know, because people do live, not, let's say, in just in, like, digital silences, but even in the physical silences. Mm -hmm. And these things, you know, prevent the one basic thing that every company needs, communication. Mm -hmm. A proper communication. Means, like, let's say, if I'm sitting here on the desk, on the phone, I'm able to hear, and opposite me, instead of a colleague, I have a marketing person that listens in to my calls. First of all, the marketing person will learn actually how I'm pitching mm -hmm. and can give me a feedback immediately without sending me, you know, invitations for meetings, etc., etc., and waste time on that. But immediately tell me, hey, with whom you, did you discuss? Oh, it was a great call, or hey, you can improve your call in such a way. That's one thing. Second thing, you know, it allows us, you know, uh, a proper partnership because sales and marketing, those are business partners. Those are not two separate departments. And if I'm a business partner with, 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 with someone, this means we're aiming for the same goal. Mm -hmm. Bring the money in the company together. And not this like, hey, you lead suck. <laughs> no, you don't know how to pitch. Or you're giving me a garbage or I don't know what else. You know, just name it. Yeah. So the, the other solution is like a lot of companies do work in silos and even physical silos. And this is, you know, another thing that uh, 
uh, I'd love to give a message to the world <laughs> by saying, hey, if you live in the silos, you just remove them, like in physical, like try to mix together the marketing and sales, sales, sales teams. And you know, and but also for marketing people, I heard, oh, I cannot sit in the, with salespeople, they're too loud on the phone. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the job. I cannot be creative, really. <laughs> I mean, from where you can get creative, like if you're listening to a course, you can get inspired, yeah. you know. You can get inspired from the people from the field, like uh, you're listening to a prospect, what their pains are, what their problems are, and from here you can get inspired. Yeah, I mean, it's business, and yeah. business comes from the word busy. Yeah. So a business should be a busy place. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, arts academy where you hide and are alone with your artistic self. Uh, also, maybe to break down silos, two suggestions. You as the leader, you should force and hold accountable the head of marketing and the head of sales to talk to each other, not only at your meeting, and to come up with plans where they already have coordinated with each other, because then that will... Uh, make all the copywriters and salespeople on the floor talk to each other. Other thing you can do is every marketing person should know certain sales basics and at least how to talk to a customer. And also the salespeople should see a little bit how difficult it is to produce good copy, for example, and write just, you know, the text uh, for for a product uh, online. Mm -hmm. just and this is exactly where because every sales, salesperson yeah. is using the email as a tool, so they know how to write. Yeah. So give them, you know, the experience to write a nice copy yeah. or, or send them to see, for example, how you're setting up a campaign. Yeah. You know? Basically, how those leads are coming. And this is not happening. I mean, in the companies where I was, maybe I was so unfortunate, maybe someone is more fortunate to see that, but I was never able to see you know, how a marketing campaign was you know, launched. What you needed to do everything in the background in order to launch a campaign so some leads can land up to our you know, uh, CRM. I, I had personally that, that problem before that here in Gatadu, I was sitting with the sales team when we were in one room. However, the company grow and we had to move to another office and in that office I was not sitting with them in the same room and I started to feel disconnected. At the beginning I was I can hear them speak on the phone and oh like that lead that we brought, I know how it's going, I know how they are speaking with um uh, with every lead. I can get more information actually what the leads are interested in so we can actually improve our company. And then all of that got messed, like I don't have any of that. Yes, we are meeting weekly or we, we see each other every day, but there is no way the person can remember every single interaction they, they went through. So luckily we managed to break break that wall. Um, um, literally we, bro we broke the wall between the two rooms and now things are getting back um, uh, how it was before. I can actually know how things are going, when things are going good and when things are going bad. Like sometimes you are doing some campaigns and they're not just performing as well. They're not, they not bringing the same quality and you can get an instant feedback if you are just physically there. You as a leader, you need to really facilitate because yeah. if, I mean, I'm going to repeat the same thing, if the silo starts right here, far as responsible for marketing, me for sales, then it's never ever going to work because our people will model our behavior. And if we don't name things how they are, if we don't work towards that common goal of more cash, if we don't develop the strategies together, then you have silos and good luck. Yeah. Get rid of politics and Douchebags. Once you have done that, align both teams towards one or like the same goals. Can be one, can be multiple, but they are aligned towards the same goals and then break the silos, whether it's physical silos, whether it's digital ones. And I think the next step 
should be what you briefly mentioned is just teaching each other how it works, like sharing the knowledge that mm -hmm. you have. Yeah. How how do you suggest to do that? Well, the first thing is that there will be the meetings with the leadership, but you know, if you have that one objective, then it's honestly uh, for most people that I don't know if you have studied or went to school that you have projects where you work together and you're supposed to present something. Mm -hmm. So really creating the necessity the necessity to work in teams. And that doesn't mean on Slack. I mean, really sitting down around the table and figuring out, okay, you know, why isn't money coming in? Huh? Because the quality of leads is not working. We're not talking to the right people. Okay, what can we do about it? And not marketing alone and not sales alone together. Second thing is uh, to explain each other the techniques. So, uh, you know, Farase, how are you? What tools are you using to create the newsletter? How does it work? When do you see we should call someone and vice versa? Alex, when you uh, call, call people, how are you getting their attention? What are you saying? Like real interest for the other person. That's the best transfer uh, of knowledge. And then... If I may interrupt you here, Alex, yeah, yeah. uh, the important thing when you go on such meetings is without computers, but pen and paper. Because Amen. If, Amen. If, you, if you go with a computer, there were so many messages coming in, yeah. you'll be distracted. Yeah. When you go there, you go pen and paper. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great uh, point because you then focus on the objective you remember and you talk a little bit big picture and details are for later. Uh, another thing I would do is not these separate conferences, but if you already have a small company, everyone in one room. Mm -hmm. You know, like not separate thing. Oh, now we have marketing this and we have sales this together. Everyone who's responsible for bringing in revenue together. And this means the whole company, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone, everyone is responsible for bringing the money. You know, starting from the receptionist or office managers, they're called now. <laughs> uh, so starting from there, finishing to the CEO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone is responsible for it. But nevertheless, if we're talking about the front line, that are the sales and marketing, I mean, they should be together. Mm -hmm. Don't blame each other. I mean, learn how to give a constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. Constructive feedback is not, oh, the leads you gave me this week are... <laughs> <laughs> but constructive feedback... Why they are shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, why? And try to be, you know, friendly when it comes to it. Like one, one experience that I have, that I had before was explaining to the whole company the journey for the product and for the customer. So explaining if it's, for example, if it's a digital product, how actually do we develop a new feature, right? So okay, we, we develop a new feature based on like a research, based on a customer um, uh, uh, feedback, and we do this, uh, this research this way, and then it's sent to the product management does this, then it's sent to a um, uh, development team, and then we, we introduce to that to the customer in that, um, uh, in that way. And then how does the customer actually find us? So how do we bring the lead? How, do, how are they aware of our product? How are they aware of, the, uh, how they are aware of their uh, problem? They see us in this kind of channels. We bring them to the, uh, to, to the websites. We follow up with them this way. Then the sales approach them this way. Then this is how it goes until we close the deal. Mm -hmm. And what I found out that actually the majority of the people in the company they don't know all of these steps. They know just one part of it. Whether they can be customer support, they can be engineer, they mm -hmm. can be marketing, they can be sales. And we did this, we did this presentation after the presentation. Everyone just coming to me like, 
I have no idea we do all of that. This is, this is a lot of work. I don't know all these details. Now I can speak with, like, if you are customer support or sales or whatever, they have more knowledge, more confidence when they are, whether it's speaking with the customer or just dealing with whatever task that they are, they are working, they know where this clock fits in the whole machine. This is the most important learning that needs to happen. And it's, again, the job of the sales and marketing department head or boss, chief revenue officer or CEO to explain exactly that. So they all know I'm part of something. I am integrated into a system and it's complex. It's not I'm coming to work. This is where I sit and I uh, move the paper from left to the right side. And if I do 100 times, I'm done. No. Yeah. Like, Especially, I mean, if you're yeah. in a startup, you know, early stage startup. Early stage startup. I mean, you really have to have the soul of, of you know, going in such a such way and don't expect that everything will be lined up and that you're going to be working into, a, let's say, a very small garden. Basically, the world is your garden. <laughs> you need to be interested in everything, uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it, and get involved, you know. I mean, uh, remember, again, I'm going to mention, mention social bakers because with Alex, we were there together, unfortunately. Just joking. <laughs> we were together, fortunately, with Alex. And... Uh, we were together, you know, uh, talking to the developers, talking to the marketing people, talking to every single person that was in the company and talking about the one thing, how we should bring more business, how we should make the environment good at the company and, you know, what we need in order or what we all need in order, you know, to move the, the stones forward. So this was our conversation all the time. We were not like, okay, Alex was chief operational officer, Okay, just numbers. Sales, you didn't deliver the numbers. Marketing, you delivered the leads, but they were not good, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I was not like, okay, I just created the opportunities. I'm not interested. But we were, you know, interested in, okay, how many leads from which regions, uh, how we can improve, you know, if we had, let's say, a weaker region, how we can improve the numbers there. You know, we were all the time talking, 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 days and days and days, and, and taking always an action and always asking for our next step. And always giving to uh, everyone that we were we were having. What was the name of the meeting? Machine Ma operators. Machine operators, exactly. <laughs> what is that? So what did you do in that meeting? It was it was a meeting where marketing and sales were sitting together actually and looking at okay, is more revenue coming in? And then looking at okay, why isn't it coming in insufficient pipeline? Why is pipeline insufficient? We need more leads. And then actually naming the things and what is a lead and marketing? It's an email address. And first, no, it's a person. And then, okay, how, we, how can we reconcile that? What is the right lead? Anyone that's interested? Uh, no, because they're not the buyer. So we need somebody that is the buyer. And those were endless discussions and a lot of uh, tweaking, and tweaking, tweaking and learning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we were always giving like action at the end of the meeting. It was not like, okay, mm -hmm, okay, we know what is the problem. Fine. And then the next meeting, again, the same problem. I, I think the biggest mistake an early stage startup so from five until 50 people let's say can do is to have separate sales and marketing meeting yeah. that's because if you start like that during the early stage it will be like that even when you have 500 or 5,000 people but if the dna and company culture is marketing and sales meeting together and then breaking out into you know sales techniques meeting or how to uh, you know uh, set up google analytics or whatnot this is not important, but the most important meeting, how are we going to bring in more cash into the bank account, revenue growth, together, always, never separate. 
I think one one main issue that I see a lot that those meetings do happen, but the issue is mm-hmm. it's just we have a weekly meeting. We did this this week, like sales. Yeah, we uh, this is what we did. Marketing, this is what we did. Whatever other team, this is what we did, and that's it. They're just reporting on facts, which can be sent by an email. Okay, this is what yeah. we just yeah. email everyone, see what, what we did. And that's expert, it. Expert, 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 exactly, and you say one hour or one and a half hour. But what is needed is like no, like, just send us what you did. But we need to discuss uh, weekly. How can we do things better? How can we? Improve? Why did this happen? How can we do things better? Learning. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that in order like to improve this beautiful relationship that almost doesn't exist, <laughs> uh, praise each other. Mm-hmm. People tend to forget. Like yeah. for when you do a good job, say great job. Even let's say if the job was not, let's say on par, say like hey. You can do better, you know, but great job so far. Yeah. It gives a positive vibe. It gives a positive energy in terms of collaboration. Yeah. But people really tend to forget to praise it. Mm-hmm. Because they're kind of, let's say, locked into one thing. Results, 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 results. But say, you know, great job, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have we have very easy tools for that right now. But again, I just say like many companies are using Slack or whatever, whatever communication channel they are using. And it's very simple. Like you you saw this. Uh, your sales, someone that we got a, a very amazing lead that you is, is going to be um, uh, a good sale, just write on Slack, hey, thank you for that specific person. They helped me with this, with this and that, and this is what we are achieving, and we are going to uh, to reach that uh, that goal. It's very simple, and it makes the relationship stronger yep. with that colleague or with that whole um, uh, department, and it encourages them to produce more of the same work. Yeah, of course, but I was surprised uh, when I found out actually how many people they don't know how to praise someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I was leading a team, I was having a team leaders, and uh, I said like, okay, go say congratulations to this and this person. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I, I feel bad, you know, if I go there, it will be so cheesy. I mean, this is, this is... You know, and, and, and I was like shocked. I mean, like you have to go there to your colleague that uh, I mean that helped you with something or that did some great achievement. I mean, say from the bottom of your heart, congrats, man. Well, well done, well deserved. Yeah. You know, and then ask them the question: How did you manage to do it? This is like especially in the software industry, yeah. people forget that business in the end happens between people, mm-hmm. and for that you don't need any complicated theories. Like what you learn from your family, hopefully, when you're brought up by your parents is. How to say thank you, how to say please, how to give somebody credit, how to not lie, cheat, or steal. Yeah. So, healthy company culture, healthy team spirit is like a well working uh, family. You like soccer, right? I do. So, you I call it football. <laughs> it's football <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> so, football is a team sport. And there's offense, there's defense, there's the midfielder and uh, the goalkeeper. And they work as a team. They practice together. Maybe they have separate sessions, but they practice together most of the time because even if the offense, the striker, winger, they shoot uh, the goals most of the time, they can't win without the others. And the defenders can defend as much as they want uh, if nobody shoots uh, I mean, a goal, get, yeah, it's nil-nil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The striker needs the pass, right? Yeah. He needs the opportunity from either... Uh, 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 fullback, halfback, or whatever, or from the midfielder to be able to shoot the goal. Yeah. So it's the same analogy, you know, in the company. Yeah. Uh, once, you know, in, in one company, when we did uh, a team building, 
Uh, I was there in the team, and this was a great job to that company. Uh, they mixed us. Mm-hmm. You know, they did like a cross cross department teams. Okay. And I was like with one of the developers there. I mean, we were seeing each other, like we were in the same viewer basically. Mm-hmm. We were seeing each other, but we never said hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew that he's a kind of a developer, <laughs> <laughs> and he knew me that I'm some kind of a foreigner walking around. Yeah. <laughs> but who does what? We didn't know. And nevertheless, we introduced each other, and he was like. We really need sales. I said, oh yeah. <laughs> this is how you're getting your salary. <laughs> how do you think like you're able like uh, to set to sell our, our product? I make it. People uh, come, come because it's great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is you know the thing like that was a proof uh, of a great example, actually a very bad example of a company not communicating on time. Mm-hmm about who does what, and we were not working like a one unit. Yeah. Marketing, marketing is usually very data-driven, has always, has always been. Sales too. This is the thing, like, there's a, a little bit of misconception about sales, at least coming from me from the marketing side. Like, sales, yeah, as you said, just pick up the phone, be nice with people, go have a coffee, uh, buy them dinner, and then uh, the sales happen, and if everyone's happy, let's, let's have uh, some alcohol, right? So. Like that, that, the data side of it is can be um, um, uh, ignored, like from people outside of the sales. However, I know how how fundamental it is. So, from your point of view, like what what are the main metrics there, and how can we combine that with marketing, with the, with the marketing metrics? How can we have one common dashboard? Let's say at the end. Dollars or euros or check rounds, doesn't matter, cash. Numbers. Numbers. That's the fundamental number. And all the rest supports it. Those are operational metrics. So it and it's so easy to measure everything uh, today. And you might do the mistake of measuring the temperature in the room. And if it's higher, there's more sales. But you're falling into the trap of a correlation does not equal causation. So I'm just trying to illustrate people are over-measuring sometimes, maybe things, even in sales nowadays. So this is why I'm saying at the end, dollars in the bank account. That's the most important thing. That's the outcome you wish for. And then everything that you do above. And that above, that's a funnel. Mm -hmm. And it starts with marketing, awareness, traffic, whatever you call it. And it converts to leads. Mm -hmm. Leads convert to opportunities. Opportunities convert to clients in units and then in dollars. You put money in, in terms of advertising and marketing team expenditure, sales uh, compensation also goes in and all the tools that they need. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite a complex view, but it should you know say how much money are we putting in and how much money are we getting out? And then mapping the whole process, where's the main problem uh, we want to target? And then that's good, that's one dashboard, like a mega funnel, mm-hmm. Uber funnel, uh, where you then have the marketing and the salesperson discussing together, not separately where I say, yeah, you know, no leads are coming in or it's the wrong leads. It's so easy to say that as a salesperson, vice versa. It's so easy for a marketing person to blame sales. You know, we're massively spending money. We have so much side traffic and not a single sale. It's so easy. Yeah. yeah. But also this goes, uh, Alexey, I think uh, in terms, let's say, the big picture of the company, yep. you know, the, the, the communication. Again, I mentioned this word communication. Uh, I mean, 
I remember in the days where I separated, you know, uh, yes, and we made like, such a nice dashboard. I bought a great TV, put it into the room, and we were able to see, you know, how many opportunities were generated, how were, how many were closed, how many out of those closed were inbounds, and how many of those were outbound. Yes, we were able to see the problem. The team was not creating enough outbound opportunities. Therefore, the management started like, Pressing, hey, you're not creating enough outbound. Create more outbound. And we said, like, okay, marketing, sorry guys. Inbound, thanks a lot that you <laughs> that you produce them, but you know, I'm pressured to create outbound. Exactly. Therefore, I focused based on the management, you know, message, I focused the whole team on the outbound. Of course, then the marketing people went to the management, hey, these guys are not touching our inbounds, we are just burning down the money. Mm-hmm. You see? So this is a problem for communication. Yeah. So you have to, you know, unify what the hell you want from the people that are working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand, you know, that um, uh, outbound are nice to have, but also it takes some time to close them. But it's nice, let's say, as a as I'm calling it like a one-on-one marketing, you know, I'm making a cold call, I'm reaching out to the right person by saying, hey, this is sales hero, this is what we do. Let's, you know, stay, stay connected. You know, trying to simplify things. <laughs> Uh, but on the other side, you know, if the company decided to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into a nice marketing campaign, then, I mean, of course, the whole sales team will be focusing, or hopefully will be focusing on executing that campaign, because then you're ending up in the one thing that, hey, marketing, you just spend the money, actually wasted the money, yeah. you burn the money. <laughs> yeah. And out of that campaign, we got no cash in the bank. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. So, so this is the thing, you know, it comes everything, you know, to prioritizing things. And once I mentioned this, you know, campaigns. I, I need to add something to yeah. the communication that you said, please hold that thought. Why it's so important, because it's so easy to go scientific. Mm-hmm. You confuse mm-hmm. business with science and you go, we have all these metrics and the problem is here and there and inbound and too few outbound. Where if there are no results, the problem is communication and not looking at the metrics. It's that's then the problem. Mm-hmm. So the leader of the mm-hmm. company or the chief revenue officer shouldn't be looking too much into the numbers. They need to be there, but he should look at how are these two communicating together? Where's the communication problem? That's the answer, and that's where to look. But it's uncomfortable yeah. because it's messy mm-hmm. deal, dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen so many organizations, you know, even now as sales here that we are visiting clients or previously, uh, marketing, they do their own campaigns mm-hmm. and in front of the managers, they are the heroes. Yeah. Hey, we launched five new campaigns. And the sales team, oops, <laughs> what <laughs> shall I do now? <laughs> yeah. And then out of sudden you have, you know, the salespeople are having, oh, they're overwhelmed, yeah. overloaded with too many lists. This is also not healthy. But the marketing guys are celebrating, you know, they're dancing around the floor. We were successful, we managed to bring out thousands of leads in the sales Oh dear, what shall I do with them? Yeah. And then they started, you know, throwing them. Mm-hmm. Just picking up the names that they do know. They make a few phone calls, but because they don't have the time to execute it on time, they just throw the leads. They're entering into the funnel of nurturing. And you again start bombarding them. Then you're pissing off the companies out there, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I mean, we don't want to go there. I mean, it's such a broad topic, but uh, you know, uh, what my message is to the whole uh, guys that are listening and seeing us on the video, it's like, hey guys, Agree together with the sales. Ask about the capacity. Plan together the campaigns. Uh, marketing people should take feedback from the sales team. Actually, what should be there involved in the campaign? You know. So discuss, discuss, discuss together. That's that's, a, that's amazing. End of this of, of this discussion, which is discuss, discuss, discuss. <laughs> Thanks a lot, uh, both of you. I think it's 
again, it's a very fundamental topic for the survival of any company, just being able to align these two teams. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your insightful thoughts. Uh, if you if you speak Czech, definitely go and listen to Sales Hero podcast. You're gonna learn a lot. Yeah, hope to see you again here. Thanks, Leo. Thanks. Thank you very much for the invitation, Leo. Thank you.